thecoalition.com. Like a stripper, when it's out, you throw your cash at it. Hope I don't rat tat it from the hash and grass at it. I spit in mad rapid like I took a bad package. You pay tolls of the drummer, I'm easy past that. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of WrestleCast. I am your host, Richard Billy Jr., and tonight I'm joined by Mr. Adam Vale. How's it going, Adam? What's up? I'm excited. We got wrestling, wrestling, nonstop wrestling. <laughs> Unhealthy amount of wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, also joined by Dana. How are you doing, Dana? Hola. And we are joined by Mr. Ricardo Negron. How's it going, Ricky? Going great. Glad to be back. Glad to have you back. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Where's the belt? <laughs> oh, there. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's moved over from oh, that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just keeping it warm for Jinder Mahal. Uh, and he lost <laughs> at WrestleMania. The guy had a freaking dark match in the parking lot, and somebody like, "Yo, give me your belt." <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, wow. absolutely. So, uh, for those that have been wondering, you know, yeah, we 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 took a little bit of a break, but we are back with the show. Um, there's been quite a bit of developments in the world of professional wrestling over the last couple of weeks. So uh, we definitely need to talk about a couple of things tonight. But uh, before we do that, um, I'm going to give the floor to Ricky because, you know, he actually went to WrestleMania 33. He was there in person. So I wanted you to give us a overview of your experience this year uh, and tell us whether or not this was uh, the best WrestleMania that you've ever been to. Oh, sure. Um, so I'm trying to think of where to start on this. Um it was definitely a different experience um, <clears throat> than uh, going last year uh, to Dallas. Uh, I'll say that as far as the wrestling events go, you know, I went to, I didn't just go to WrestleMania. I also went to NXT TakeOver the night before. And then I went to Raw and I went to SmackDown and I went to NXT taping at Full Sail. So I saw quite a bit of uh, WWE wrestling and um, I got to say, all the shows were excellent. What wasn't excellent is the Amway Center and 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 the the getting out of there after the event it was absolutely terrible. The the city of Orlando should be ashamed of themselves for that. Um, <laughs> just like blocking off random streets, so like you know, it's hard hard to get in and get out. Uh, you know, for the Amway Center, but were you able to get into the bathroom? I was, yeah. I mean, there were there were always lines, um, yeah. but it wasn't anything too bad. Like you know, within within three minutes, able to you know take care of business there. So it wasn't that big of an issue. I made sure to time it right though, because I knew that the bathrooms were going to be used a lot, you know, during the events. So I didn't go overboard with the eating and drinking. So yeah. Um, well, the one other thing that sucked for me was um, I had bad luck with this where, you know, if you ever, if any of you have ever been to a wrestling events live, 
the experience of having to get up from your seat while other people leave the, the row and, you know, go to get their beer and their pretzels and they come back and all that. But I had to do that probably 30 times every event, except for, you know, except for the takeover. I, not, not takeover, I'm, except for the, the full sale thing. People didn't really get up from there, but for everything else, it just, it sucked as far as like, get up. They go by, sit down, they come back, got to get up again. And <clears throat> I don't need, and Rich, you and I, you remember you and I had to get up and, and stuff at oh, yeah. WrestleMania, but I don't think even we had to do that as much as I did every single freaking time in Orlando. <laughs> so it was a mixed bag. The, the actual wrestling itself was enjoyable. Um, you know, kudos to WWE for putting on a great show, but, um, Orlando, sorry, man. I'm Uh-oh. not. Go- I not look forward to next time Orlando's hosting that. Um, right. So, so I, I do have a quick question because I know uh, the year we went to WrestleMania, we went to Dallas. So, was there an issue getting into the actual, you know, when the actual event when WrestleMania happened? Because I know uh, that when we went, you know, we were waiting outside. And the security was talking about, oh, well, five minutes. Their five minutes were past still. Another five minutes. You know, so I, I was wondering, uh, did you have that issue in Orlando also when it came time to actually get into the event? Thankfully, no. I know that last year was a huge debacle. You know, you had the whole thing with uh, the people that were in the chief seats all crammed up there. Like this is talking about last year. All, all crammed up in that gate and... People were getting crunched in and all that. Thankfully, we didn't have to experience that because we were in a different gate. We were living, we were, living. We were um, sitting in club seats. But that gate at the club seats, as you remember, it took them forever to open it. And I guess it's because they had a problem with the Wi-Fi signal and the whole ticket system that they had. I had no such issue at, um, at the Citrus Bowl, Camping World Stadium, whatever you want to call it. Thankfully, you know, I went right to my gate. Was able to go right to security, you know. Went through. The only thing that sucked was that um, I had brought um, spray-on sunblock because it was freaking hot. It was like ninety-something degrees, and they wouldn't let me go through with it. I had to throw it out, so that was a waste. But apart from that, I didn't have to wait long at all. I was able to just go. Like I went to a tailgate before that. There was a tailgate for uh, Connor's Cure. It's a uh, you know a donation yeah, yeah. stuff, and so I went to that, and you know, I ate and drank, and once it got close to the time that they opened the the doors, you know, they opened the gates, I went to my gate, um, and I got worried because there was another gate close to mine that was, you know, a flood of people, and I was hoping that that wasn't the one I had to go into, but I went around and it was a different one, so. Um, I think the common theme here is if you ever go into WrestleMania, try to avoid the cheap seats because that's where you'll get that flood of people and you're going to be waiting forever and you're going to miss some of the pre-show. Um, uh, you know, you get the club seats or the floor seats, you'll get right in a lot faster. So that's, that's my recommendation for anyone thinking of going to a WrestleMania in the future. So with that said, to, to wrap up this particular topic, are you definitely possibly going to WrestleMania 34 or are you uh, thinking about, well, I may have to pass. 
I'm not thinking about passing, man. This is New Orleans. If this was going to be in Minnesota, I might have to think about it. But this is New Orleans, and uh, I'm definitely aiming to go. I can't 100% guarantee anything because a lot can happen between now and then. But it's certainly my goal to go there. Um, it's, it would, I'm imagine that it will be uh, the best experience as far as like getting around. You can... You know, I've already looked at the map uh, of where everything is going to be, and you can get from any spot, like like from where from where WrestleMania is going to be to where access is going to be. That's like a what, like a twenty twenty five minute walk. Everything is all in the same area. You, everything's in walking distance. It's not like Dallas where we had to take a bus to Arlington. Yeah, or it wasn't like Orlando, where you had to really drive to go anywhere, because <clears throat> all the wrestling was happening in downtown Orlando, but all the people that were all the events like 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 access, that was over an international drive, and that's like a twenty five minute drive from what downtown. What about all the other wrestling promotions that were in town? Because I heard Ring of Honor, PW, a bunch of promotions were in town doing their own shows. Where were they doing all of that? And did you see advertising for it? Like at the WWE event, oh, show up here tomorrow night or, you know, tonight before, you know, WrestleMania. I saw um, after one of the one of the events, it might have been for Raw, there was someone passing out um, passing out flyers for an indie show that was going to happen that Wednesday um, and I think that was going to be right in downtown Orlando but I think I've heard of stuff being in uh, there have been stuff in Kissimmee um, I think that if I, I'm not totally sure because I wasn't really keeping track of all of the um, where all the indie stuff was happening but I would imagine downtown Orlando would probably be the most available um, but a lot of people were an international drive, you know, that's like near all the Disney stuff. Um, I know that um, WrestleCon was at the same convention center that um, Access was, and that's where they had um, Supercard, uh, WrestleCon Supercard, or, or is it or is it Ring of Honor Supercard? I, I keep getting oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Super Ring Show. Of- I think they call it. Like I think they call it like. Like it's, it's, it's just so amazing that now with WrestleMania, it's become a thing where the whole wrestling world, you know, joins together. So it's it's not just about WWE anymore. It's about the, the industry, and they all flock to that area. You know, so I think about it. It's like you have a chance to see any wrestler you pretty much want because even if they're now active wrestling, they're doing all these fan sign signings and these wrestle cons and stuff. You know, it's like. It's a, it's a dream come true. It's like it's, it's Wrestle Week, you know. It's like you could go there and see anybody. Like I'm the only person that I'm really looking forward to ever seeing anywhere in this planet is Sabu. You know, point up to the. <laughs> I mean, the man is a god. He, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have half the shit that we have now because he was just out of his mind doing crazy shit. You oh know? yeah, he's one people think about when uh, exactly like I, yeah. I don't know if you saw it. I sent it to Rich and everything, um, and I'm sure if anybody's watching this, you've probably seen it. The, the double moonsault by Ricochet, uh, Prince Puma. Mm. He did a That's double moonsault. 
You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what the fuck? But anyway, back to your story. I mean, it's just like, I hear all these stories of people that have went. They were like, man, there was this show going on. There was this guy. I saw RVD over here. I'm like, what? You yeah. know, it's like so oh, yeah. much is happening. You yeah. Know? It's, so it's like a huge, it's a huge pro wrestling convention for the world all in one spot. Um, <laughs> and I guess it makes sense because, you know, WrestleMania is considered you know the 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 gold standard as far as wrestling events every year i said a uk promotion showed up and did their first event in the u.s there in that area Shit, everybody's coming yeah 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 and um yeah for anyone that's like really excited about wrestling even if it's not wwe um i one of the things on my bucket list is to go to a WrestleCon, and i want to go to one next year um you know, get get pictures and autographs with some of the you know wrestlers of the past and some presents you know from Lucha Underground and and all that. Um, it's it's got to be pretty exciting. Um, and so, like, if you love wrestling, it's definitely a must. Um, you know, see all these guys, and you can even catch them afterwards. You know, at a bar or whatever. I still remember last year um, after. Um, after takeover at the bar at the hotel that rich and i were staying at we saw jeff jarrett and mm-hmm. rob van dam um and um who else did we see i think tommy dreamer we saw him there together all three of them yeah they were they were they were they're all kind of i think tommy dreamer and rvd were sitting together in the table yeah jarrett was doing his own thing but they're all in the same vicinity. They were all, yeah. all in the area and just talking with fans and stuff like that and having drinks and shooting the shit. Yeah, we also saw uh, Jay Lethal was up there too with them. Oh, Jay, Jay Lethal, Lethal, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. Jay Lethal is so awesome. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a blast. And you always you always see see the talent, you know, kind of walking around and stuff. I didn't quite get that experience this year because... Um, I was I, I drove in every time because I where I was staying was like 30 45 minutes away from everything um, but I imagine with New Orleans you know just go to Bourbon Street and that's where you'll see everyone there you know uh-huh. and you know, there'll, there'll be stories to tell uh, from that so yeah yeah so overall uh, sounds like it was a fun time uh, WrestleMania 34 next year in New Orleans. Uh, I will. I, I, I plan to be there also. Uh, so you know, we'll have to work and see if. Uh, I'm gonna. Be Wait, you say you're gonna be there? I'm gonna see. I mean, if you guys are putting something together, and then I'll see if I can work it around. We got a lot of time, you yeah. know, until then. So maybe we can come up with something. And That'd be great. Out. That'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, Dana as well. Yes. Let's get the band back together. Yeah. <laughs> Too sweet. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Real quick with that Too Sweet. Um, did anyone give the Young Bucks blessings to start doing Too Sweet all the time? And, and the whole Bullet Club doing Too Sweet and all that shit? Have you anyone I, noticed I that? Heard, I actually heard, I, I looked into that and I heard that... Um, that uh, National Hall actually gave them the okay to do that. Okay, because <laughs> I I was I was thinking like you know like don't steal the NWO yeah. thing, but or the clicks thing. 
but um, I heard that they got the blessing from from those two. So okay. hey, you know that's why they're running with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just weird to me uh, seeing Cody Rhodes now. Yeah, doing that, you know, uh, with the NWO, everyone's doing that. Well, hey, Co- Cody yeah. Rhodes will be back in WWE before you. Oh, know. He knows that, and that's why he yeah. sounds so like nonchalant and unstressed about everything because he's he's wrestling royalty. You know, his legacy, his family. I mean, he he could always go back whenever he wants. He knows it. You know, he yeah. didn't leave on bad terms. You know, and that's it. And that's so he has no stress. Whenever you hear any of these interviews with him, he's just like, I'm just living the life. <laughs> you know, I get to go and be the big name here, make some money, travel around, and then whenever I decide I need a big paycheck, I need that new house, I'll go back to WWE. Yeah, no, 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 um, Stardust, hopefully. Oh, yeah, that would see. Whoa, well, I don't know if, oh, man, this whole I doubt because, that. that whole thing with Stardust, <laughs> it's not even so much I'm pissed about that, but it just brings back the whole idea of what happened with the Hardys. Here it is the Hardys have the broken gimmick taken off they come back and they're back stuck in the early 90s with the theme song and the shirts and everything and i think if for for, for a couple of you know weeks because remember they they got the rights and vince planned on bringing the whole broken hardy matt hardy thing i i hope so i hope so so. i mean until everything is legal but from what i was reading vince and them they got the rights all right. As long as Vince doesn't try to stick him in that hole, because uh, who was it? I think it was Bully Ray that was talking about it. Yeah, it was Bully Ray because he was like, "All right, listen, we're back and we're gonna do this." He had all these ideas because remember he went solo for a long time with the bully, bully gimmick. Yeah. You know? And uh, he said Vince was like, "Okay, okay, well, um, no, no, um, you guys are here as the Dudley Boys, and uh, we're gonna sell the merch, and the fans know you as the Dudley Boys, and." Uh, We'll just see how it goes from there. So he was like, cool, whatever. They did the full year. And then after, he's like, all right, new contract, new deal. We're going to do, mm, no, oh, no. You know, so it didn't happen. That's why he wanted to believe in because he still wanted to keep wrestling. And that's why Devon stayed to work backstage, you know, but they made that adjustment. But I, it sucks that Vince is like, all right, we're going to put you in this weird time capsule, you know, and then that's it. So if you leave and you come back, just know you're going to just continue off from that. Whatever. If you're wearing a dirty white T-shirt back 20 years ago, when you come back, you're wearing a fucking dirty white T-shirt. You know, just so you <laughs> it's know. It's all about that. nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. It's all about nostalgia. And I hey. get it. I get it to sell merch, you know, but you got to just got to you got to let these people grow because, I mean, Watching Jeff, you saw it on Raw the other day when he was doing his match and stuff, and I'm like, just isn't. It's like it's not. It's I don't know. I felt like it. it I didn't like the whole approach that they had. It was like, oh, we've always wanted to. Cesaro was like, oh, we always always want to wrestle you guys and your Hall of Famers. I'm like, they're still young. You're talking down to them like they're old guys, you know. And it's just remember they started like 16, 17 years old. They're still in the early 30s, mid 30s, you know. So it's like. And if, if that, just have them come in with whatever it is that they brought, you know, to the game that brought them back. Because if I really think if it wasn't for all the buzz that they got, they probably wouldn't have been back. I totally agree, and I think that that's one of the things is that, um, you know, people doing the delete chance that was nothing that uh, came out of WWE. That was all from TNA, and that might be part of the hesitation to to um, to acknowledge that is because Matt Hardy got over outside of WWE mm-hmm. and Vince has this ego that 
you get over on my on my show. You don't get over on your own. You do it because I allowed it, and so. But even with that, I get, I understand that, you know, and I understand, you know, the whole connection. But he could change it to something else. Yeah, it's the leap, but they could say, you know, disturbed hardies or something. Come on with another word instead of broken. You know what I mean? That's yeah. another word. Broken is a real basic term. I mean, you could throw any other word to fill that shit, you know, and then just make it your own, you know. But they they definitely have to do it where they have a big match and he hits his head. And then when he wakes up, are you okay? Are you okay? Man, are you okay? Yes. <laughs> that would be it. And I'm telling you, the place would go nuts as if The Rock just walked in. You know, And, yeah. and I'm so happy for him because, I mean, think about it. This is the first time he's actually gotten over independently. Like People actually think at this point care more about him than they do Jeff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not true. even about wrestling at this point. It's his gimmick. It's his promos. It's him talking crazy. You know? It's but- Hmm? Sorry, no, Matt Hardy appeared at at a um a house show as Broken Matt, so I think they're allowing him to do it, just not on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably probably uh, testing it out. Um, I hope so. so. That so that when it eventually moves to like, like much like they're doing with Nakamura facing uh you know Ziggler in the dark matches, but that yeah. match hasn't happened yet. On well, TV. I'm going to that uh, SmackDown on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, I was shocked to find out about that, that I had Nakamura is doing all these dark matches. I'm like, shit, really? Dark <laughs> matches? This is, this is a guy who's main eventing your pay-per-views on NXT, and now you got him in dark matches? You know, it's like, how big is that ring? Is that big of a difference that he has to learn how to run the ropes again? What, <laughs> what do you do? You know, you laugh, but that was an issue with a lot of ECW guys going to WWE. They said the ring is bigger. And that they were off on a lot of their spots. RVD, I don't know if maybe he just used that as an excuse, but he said he missed a lot of his spots because of the distance he was uh, doing his roll, rolling thunder and stuff because it, the ring was longer. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that too, like the ring being slightly larger and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I hope, I hope it works out. You know, I mean, we, we, we've seen a lot of progression and then degression in different areas of the WWE. Like the shake-up, the shake-up was horrible. Oh, wait a second. We're, we're going to get to that. Thank you. I agree. But we, yeah, we, we are going to get to that because, yeah. But ho- hopefully it is going to uh, get better. I, I don't think Raw is good now. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that. But before we get into all that, we got a couple other things we want to talk about very quickly. So, uh, Adam, uh, I, I, I believe that you know what's going on with, with Lucha Underground. So please let us know because I, I, I don't know. All I know is it's, that... Uh, it is so confusing. The the info that's coming out is so confusing. I, I think they don't really know what's happening. So <laughs> what we do know, we do know that they partnered up with Netflix right, to get the, the previous two seasons on. That we know. It's there now. Go watch it. Have fun. Eat popcorn. Uh, third season went through. Right, they they wound up doing a mid season break, which turned into longer than a mid season break. Right, a lot of people are like speculating. Well, maybe it's because they're doing the negotiations with Netflix. There's a lot of rumors of how that deal is up on the table. That because supposedly the deal is that yeah, if uh, they get viewership for season one and season two, that Netflix might actually pick up just like it has its own original series of shows, pick up and start funding Lucha as its series. If it does. That's great. That brings them more money. But they're only going to do that if the viewers are there, if the numbers are there. Now, Netflix doesn't release numbers. 
So we can't tell. I can't tell you today. Damn, did you see? They just had like 20,000 views of episode five. We don't know. You know what I mean? It's It sucks. So we don't know. So it's like everyone's just seeing twirling thumbs. Well, are you watching it? I don't know. Is anyone watching it? You know, we don't know. The second downfall with this is that the wrestling contracts. All right. A lot of these wrestlers were signed to AAA. A lot of them, are, which is a Mexican promotion, and there's another few other Mexican promotions. Uh, What's it? CMLL and stuff. So a lot of these wrestlers had deals already, but you know it, those deals were tied to Mexico. So they were able to work with those promotions, the, the, the organization, the Lucha Underground organization, to get some of these, like Pentagon Junior, Phoenix, who have now left those promotions. But just to try to clean this up, the way it works is that they had these cross deals where I was like, all right, they can work in Lucha Underground. But the thing is, some of these guys did not get those type of deals, like uh, Principal Ricochet and stuff. And uh, they signed these for um, uh, our boy uh, Johnny Mundo, as we know as a uh, what's his name, John Morrison. John Morrison, Morrison right? Yep. Who came out of retirement for this? But the deal is, when he signed these contracts, it's like, okay, I agree that I'm only going to wrestle in North America, you know, on a televised show on here. But most of them, it's not even television; it's just North American wrestling films. I only work for Lucha. But I can work anywhere else, right? Now, from what I was hearing with these wrestlers, because they were talking, they're, they're all griping about this because they were understand they, their understanding of it was as you film the seasons. Of course, there's a delay when it comes to TV. So once season one is already filming, they thought season two would already be in production. You know, so season one is filmed and it's airing. Season two, so they just thought it was going to be a constant flow. You know, right. not knowing that after season one, they almost went broke. You know, the organization to the point that they were scrambling for money. They spent way too much. It, it looked like it was over. You know, they were able to get some additional funding with El Rey and they did the partnership and the whole thing. And then we got season two that came in and then they, everything was more balanced out. And then they started season three. But then they have this big delay. Not sure what's going to happen. And now you have all these wrestlers that are like, shit, I'm not collecting any checks. The show's not on TV, but I still signed this contract says I can't work anywhere else. You know, so a lot of people were like, "Man, Ricochet, we're watching him and Will Osprey and all these crazy matches online." They're like, "When is he coming over here? Why isn't he in ROH? Why isn't he? He can't do it. He has to wrestle in Europe and Japan and stuff because of that damn lucha contract, or else he's a breach and they're gonna sue his ass." Hmm. Because they're like, "Well, the agreement is you wait till season three is done." And he already said he's not coming back. He posted that on his Twitter when his official contract ended. He was like, "Yo." It expired. I told him I'm not resigning. Now I just have to wait for all the episodes to air. Then he said, most likely he's going to WWE. They're throwing some big money at him. Right? But he has to wait for the rest of the season to, to air out. And it keeps getting pushed back. Oh. You know, it, it keeps getting pushed back. Now, people, I know one guy who goes to Lucha Underground live shows. And he says that how it works is you, you get your name on the mailing list. You show up. And then they every time they're going to do another event, it's free. Whenever they do another event at the temple, you just get a notification and you go, hey, you know, we put you down on the list. You're coming down. Here's the show. You just show up. They check you off and you're in there. He has yet to see another one pop up. He has no, no, no one knows when it's, they're coming back. Oh, my God. You know, so they're telling the last time they have announced anything, they said it was going to be sometime within the summer. And I was like, okay, because then we, all of those episodes have already been filmed. You know, and that's the problem. People are like, oh, well, they got to, you know, get the guys to get. No, no, it's all filmed. Season three is a wrap. You know, it's just about airing it now. And, and I have a feeling that maybe the other reason why they haven't aired it is because they know that they have these weird contracts with these wrestlers. 
and they don't want to lose them all. So maybe it's like, shit, once we air this, we're going to lose a lot of guys. So let's try to get some money. Let's see if we can get this Netflix money. And maybe we can renegotiate new deals for season four. You know, because, I mean, it's right now, some of their biggest stars don't look like they're coming back. You know, we have Pentagon Jr. He left AAA. They gave him this whole big thing where they want to keep his name. So he lost that. So I forgot what name he's going under now, but he can't use the Pentagon Jr. And then even in... uh. Uh, which call it uh, Lucha Underground? They changed his name to Pentagon Black because he couldn't use Pentagon Junior anymore. It, it's 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 real fucking messy. I'm telling you, it's real messy. So now it's just trying to figure out if they can just like get everything on track. But I think in order to do that, just like any business, you need steady income. You need a steady flow. And I really think it all relies now on Netflix. You know, if Netflix throws them that money and says, "All right, you know what? We're picking you up." And next, you know, you'll see that new logo pop up, you know, original series, Netflix, Lucha Underground, and then things will be different. You know, uh, I don't know if it'll, it'll probably still air on El Rey, you know, and, and El Rey was another one because El Rey, I don't know, you, as you, we talked about before, you can only see it on Slingbox, you know, and it's only on the West Coast. It hasn't really expanded out to any of the other cable promotions throughout the Midwest or East Coast, you know, which means that they're not getting additional ad revenue. They could only get local market revenue. You know, so it's just like it's it's all messed up, and I, I just hope they, they come out on the, the upside of this, and they don't disappear, and we don't find out that yeah, season three that was it, and it's done, and yeah, season three will be on Netflix when that's finished, but we won't see them again. So, so I, I have a question now. So, if uh, let's assume that if Netflix makes a deal, um, and they do get season three, uh, is it still? Will um, Ricochet and others still have to wait until that Netflix deal goes through in the in the episodes air on there, or are they just waiting for the L rating? No, because that's a new that's a new development. That's not part of the original contract. Okay, that wasn't there. So it's all about airing in North America on TV. So once that last episode airs. That's it. The last, the last live, not replays and all, because the El Rey would replay it to death. They replay all that shit. Once that last episode airs, that's it. Boom. Those wrestlers have fulfilled their obligations, and we'll probably see if they don't come up with a new deal. We'll, see, we'll probably see a flood of those lucha guys running around all over the place because there's a good chance that they're not going to sign that same type of deal. Even if they do stay in Lucha Underground, there's no way they're going to say, you know what? Because think about it. I mean, I don't know if you guys think, but Pentagon and, and Phoenix, those two, I mean, they've caused a big buzz. A lot of people know about these guys. Of course, everybody knows Prince Puma and Rick, you know, as Ricochet and all that, but they have developed now a name in North America. You know, they can go to... So they know this. So when it comes down to signing a new contract, like, all right, we'll just go with the same deal. Like, no, no, we're not. You know what I mean? Because that's it. If your shit, once the day we stop filming, I don't care if it doesn't, it's day or next year. I'm fucking going to work somewhere. Yeah, granted, I can't use your same name, you know, like Pentagon Black. All right, Pentagon Black. Whatever, you keep that. I'll be, you know, Bob from the, I don't know, the candy shop. Who gives a shit? He's still going to come out and be crazy. So it doesn't matter. But we, they need, to, I mean, it's a living. They're contractors. You know, these are all private contracts. And it's, it's really tough. Like, it, let's say you went to your job and they're like, yo, by the way, um, you could only do this in this country, just so you know that. Um, and uh, we're shutting down for about four months, so I'll see you in five months. What the fuck? 
Yeah, I need to work. I got kids to feed. Oh yeah, don't worry. Go go overseas. Overseas. I don't want no pesos. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's really it's mind bending. But this is the world of professional wrestling. Oh, you know, yeah. This is this is something you would only see in professional wrestling. You know, I I don't even think the UFC and MMA fighters have those type of contract deals. You know, no. but. You know, this is this is a it's like a step further than what WWE does when somebody leaves and then they put that no compete clause. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, no compete clause in this and this. But it's like, how about this? No compete in this country. <laughs> you know, like what? <laughs> you know, but, but I really hope it works. You know, um, the one thing I'm curious, I, I guess I shouldn't be, cause, but it's only because it, remember we had talked before about WWE which, uh, had to reach out to all these indie promotions to try to convince them or work a deal out to get their product on the WWE network. I wonder if they reached out to Lucha. I mean, now it's, it, I don't think so because of the Netflix deal, but I wonder if that was an option because I know, I don't know if you, there's, there's a real obscure other promotion called Shakara. If you look it up, that's another one that's sort of like Lucha under a lot of crazy stories and stuff. And the, the owner of that promotion said he did, he, he did have communications with WWE and they did reach out to him and he passed on it. Mm. You know, so they were really looking at fucking everybody under the sun to see who wants to come over. You know, so I wonder if that was a thing. If if that was, and who knows? I mean, it it sucks. I don't know. Do you think it's to absorb those those uh, you know federations, or is it just to add content to the network? I think it's for for like the Ring of Honor. The way that sounds, it sounds more like it's the content. I think it's more of like, go ahead, do you, do your live shows. But when it comes to your back catalog, where can you watch Ring of Honor back catalog? Their website only has a few episodes back. You can't watch the full thing. They don't have a subscription service. So I think it's something like that. Like, oh, watch Ring of Honor's, you know, past whatever, 10, 15 years, all on the WWE network, you know, and maybe they'll get like some replays. They won't do the live. The live could still stay with the main network that they're on. So I think it was something like that. I don't think they were looking to fully like, you know, all right, we want to own you and we want to control because that's a lot of work. Yeah, so that's more creative that you need in the back <laughs> and then all the other deals and wrestling contracts. I don't think that's what they were looking for. It's all about the catalog because in turn, this helps them whenever they do start cherry picking wrestlers, you know, and says, oh, now we can build all these DVDs and these montage packages and, and we can refer back to certain feuds. You know, because, oh, look, you want to see the, the feud with, uh, you know, uh, the, I don't know, let's just name somebody like uh, Daniel Bryan when he was fighting with uh, Joe or whatever it is. You know, there's so many guys, AJ Styles when he was, there's so many feuds and they can just say, or Cesaro, they can say, oh, look at these old matches now on the WWE Network, you know, and this all points back to, I didn't get this card, but I heard a lot of people got these emails and actual physical cards, something about uh, pay, pay different pay rates. And that they're trying to test out different pay rates as opposed to the just standard nine ninety nine pay scale. So they're I trying to, that. yeah. And I didn't receive it, but supposedly a lot of people did. And that it asked about like different tiers. That's what I'm for. they were working on different tiers. And I think that in order to add another tier, they're thinking, well, we can't just like cut things out now. We have to add things and say, hey, if you want those additional things, you have to pay the fourteen ninety nine, you know, or something like that. You know, and in order to do that, what are they going to do? I mean, yeah, they made all their little sideshows, and that's great, but that's not enough. You know, they want big chunks. You know, they want big chunks. They they added all the WCW stuff, and that's great and all, but 
they need something something that's that they can make more money off of. And I think something like Ring of Honor and some of the other promotions, since they've taken so many of those big stars, they can definitely do additional packaging and like these DVDs. They love selling DVDs to tons of people. I know a lot of people that do buy the Blu-rays and stuff just to collect, you know, just to have them up on the shelves and stuff. So they're doing them still, so people are buying it. And I think that's another source of income. So they're like, yeah, 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 fine. You can put on a network and we'll get additional subscriptions. But... We're also selling these packages. You know, or best of Samoa Joe. He spent years in Ring of Honor as a champ. So I, I think it's those type of things. So I think that's really what they were looking for. So, interesting. Tough. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but it's... it's, it's it, it, I don't know if any of this is good for wrestling. You know, it's... We're well, talking I... about one company gobbling up all this, these other companies. And it, if you think about it, if they do something like that with all their material and just get all the content, then all these other side divisions, all these other promotions are just farm leagues for the WWE. You know, that's it. <laughs> Think yeah. about that. It's yeah, like you, that's true. Because at no point at, can one of those promotions get to a, a, that status. I mean, if, you, if you're if Ring of Honor or one of the PSG, one of the other ones that, uh, PWG, that were reached out and it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, take the back catalog you sign that contract i mean that's you're basically saying we will never become a competitor we'll never get to that level we are uh, with the understanding that if we create a big star or we find a big star there's a good chance you're going to gobble them up you know and you because you're already going to have the back catalog of whatever matches now and you're going to take them and i doubt if they're going to even give a shout out you know, that he, oh, from, you know, Ring of Honor, like Jay Lethal, for example. If Jay Lethal was to go, because they've been after him for a long time, mm-hmm. and ROH has been throwing a lot of money in contracts, keeping them. But, I mean, there's going to be a break point, you know, just like in sports, and regular sports. There's a break point where the team just can't pay the guy anymore. I was like, yo, go make your money elsewhere. And I think it's going to hit that point with Jay Lethal. And if, when that happens, then what? You know, it's, I don't know. The cycle will continue. The, yeah. the, the young bucks will be after him. And that's the thing. funny thing with young bucks because the young bucks are not young. You know, so, <laughs> you know that's the thing. You look at these dudes. You're like, yeah, he's so young no more. But uh, I mean, I don't. Young bucks are one that they're the only team actually that have openly come out and said that they have no intention to ever go into WWE. That they just don't want to do it. You know, and they don't. They don't want to do the travel. They don't want to work the dates because what was it? It's like. 356 days of the year, they're working 300 days. You know, it's like, it, you you do a lot of traveling, you know, working those schedules. It's a, it's a circus, you know, it's a traveling circus. You're on the road constantly. You know, it's, it, I, I'm, I mean, I, I give credit to John Cena when, when he had talked about how, why he didn't want to have kids and it wasn't for shock value for that Total Divas show and all that. He's like, like I've seen other guys with families and they, they just fall apart because daddy's never around. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I was like, yeah, I missed that party or I missed his first game here or I can't go to school meetings because you can't say you're going to show up to all these things, you know, because your main thing is working weekend. You know, sure. you're, you're, you're always going to be on the road. You just can't do it. You know, so you know, it's, it's a tough life. It's a tough life, but they get paid. You know, they get paid. I, what was it? They, I remember a while, maybe a year or two ago, and they were talking about like the base salary. For even a low card guy, but who is always required to go to shows, so it's a hundred thousand a year. Whoa, you know that's big Whoa. money. That's not yeah. including royalty stuff, but it's pretty <laughs> much they own your life. 
You know what I mean? It's like, we own you. You go wherever we tell you to fucking go. You wrestle as many matches as we tell you. We, we or, do our own thing. And that's why it's like, when, when Vince came out on this with Steve Austin's podcast, it was like, hey, uh, well, who is it that said about the brass ring? He was talking about Cesaro, I think, or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he was talking about Cesaro. But you remember that, that whole brass ring thing, you know, and they were like, just think about it. it like, if we can just close our eyes and imagine if you were a wrestler in WWE. You just get there, right? You're getting a shitload of money. You were just doing indie shows like two weeks before, making $20, $30 a show, right? You're getting a, a big contract, even if it's 75000 What the hell? You know, you have no commitments, no kids, no family. Wow. And you're jobbing and they're not giving you a push and stuff. And think about it. You still got that check. You know, they're still putting you in matches. You're still on TV. You know, now, if, and the reason why I bring this up, because like, let's say you do try to grab that brass ring. They give you the mic. They give you a script. All right, say, you know, all right, I hate this guy. And, this, and you're like, you know what? I want to bang your girl. And you guys suck. You go off script. You can get fired and lose that money. Not everyone's going to be lucky like Steve Austin and come up with 316 and, and do all that stuff. And, you know, the back is going to be like, yeah, it worked for you. Okay, keep going with it. No. Not everyone's going to get that shot, you know. And it's it's a lot of money, and you, where else are you going to go? You know, where else are you going to go to make that money in the states right now? Nowhere. Yeah. So so you can. I hate when they're like, oh yeah, these guys have to work harder, and they gotta they gotta break the chain and do the whole thing. I mean, no. I mean, unless you already made it to the top, then you have tons of money in the bank. Then you can call bullshit like CM Punk. You know, when he did the pipe bomb and stuff. He had tons of money for days in the bank at that point. And then he was like, yeah, fuck it. What are they going to do? Fire me? I still got all my royalties up. I'm rich. You know, I don't care. But now a lot of the lower kind guys are like Cesaro and stuff. They're not at that status yet. Yeah, they probably will never get to that status as long as Vince is, uh, is in charge. Yeah, and that's a whole other thing. I mean, we, we all want, you know, Triple H or somebody step in. But we know it's not going to happen, you know, unless... Then steps down. I don't wish death on the guy, but you know he needs to just step down and be like, you know, at least for a year. If he was to step down for a year, say, you know what, just, just see what you can do. I think it would be a better product because it it needs to change with the times. Yeah, you know, this whole big man thing it's 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 gone and passed. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see. But uh, since you mentioned CM Punk. I'm going to now segue into the next topic. Uh, and this is all about you, Dana. Uh, you've actually had a chance to read some of AJ Lee's book, uh, Crazy is My Superpower. So can you feel free to tell us a little bit about what you think about the book so far? Yeah, the, the book is more about her growing up and her battle with mental illness. When I first heard about the book, I honestly, I thought it was gonna be about her trying to become a wrestler. You know, the, the, the typical wrestling yeah. biography. But it's more about, she explains her time in, in WWE and her time, you know, doing wrestling and meeting CM Punk. But it's more based on her family and her family's battle with mental illness and her battle as well. The book is, Honestly, one of the most honest books about uh, her battle, about a battle with mental illness. She explains and goes into detail that she came 
to a very dysfunctional life where it was involved with a lot of drugs, a lot of physical abuse, a lot of just pure chaos. And she inherited the bipolar and how she struggled as a kid from trying to fit in with everyone to also trying to make sense of her life and her home. When you grow up in a home that you know has mental illness, you kind of think that that's how everyone else grows up. And you know, there, there would be fights where people are physically beating each other. His, his her, um, father would beat the, the, the mother and not touch the kids so much, but there was drug use and it was just pure insanity. And so she didn't realize what was going on and that it was wrong until, you know, you get older and you kind of start talking to other kids. She was very nerdy and awkward growing up. And that made her very easy to be picked on upon, by other kids. She um, liked wrestling, obviously, comic books, um, movies, all of the nerdy type things that women, females were told, you know, that's not really something that's for us. She's supposed to like the color pink. And so as a result, she kind of gravitated more towards guys. But the guys also thought she was weird and awkward. So she never really had a place to fit in. She also talks about a time where she tried to commit suicide by, she wasn't like a purpose, I'm going to die. It was an accidental overdose. And she wasn't really aware of what was going on. But she, she got to the point where it's not like she wanted to kill herself, but she would be okay with dying. So it's, it's really about that her growing up and then finding herself and discovering wrestling and that kind of being a stable ground for her. And it gave her a sense and a, and a purpose. And there was a incident where the company wanted her to play a mentally ill wrestler but she refused to do that and so wwe suspended her do that she looked crazy i mean remember that was forgiving for a little while but they wanted her to go full-blown mental illness and she was like no because that she was trying to keep secret that she was bipolar herself so she didn't exactly give them a reason and say this is why i think it's wrong so she just flat out refused. And so as a result, they thought that was insubordination. So they, you know, took her off TV. Um, it also, from what I what I was reading, it was also about how now the family is okay. But she really wanted to reach to people suffering with mental illness. Who, when they read this book, they can see something that they can identify with. And they can no longer be ashamed. And she talks about being ashamed a lot in her book and how now that she's an adult, she's accepted it. She's able to move on from it and she's able to really be a spokesperson for mental illness. So, so far, I'm not completely finished with the book, but it's it's a very good read. And I, I really like it because it's fun. It's something that's very personal. And she has this funny, quirky way with words. Well, you kind of feel like she's talking directly to you. So, I like it. That's sure. what I got so far. Thank, thank you very much for that description. Uh, I just want to say that um, 
I'm, I'm very glad to that this particular story has a good ending because I think we all know quite a bit of wrestlers go through a lot of stuff and some of them don't make it. So glad that uh, she's able to overcome her issues because uh, sounds I didn't know all that she went through all that stuff. Yeah, she was able to be diagnosed at at a where she was able to manage the disease. So it wasn't something that was when she was older and she just found out. I think she was around 14 when she got the diagnosis. So she was able to come to grips with it, understand it, learn how to work with it. And so she has, still to this day, her ups and her downs. But she's able to identify what's happening with herself and her environment. And she's able to calm herself down as opposed to going through the manic and then, you know, completely crashing type episodes. I got you. I got you. Well, once again, thanks for describing the book. I, I definitely uh, want to check it out. I mean, I also thought it was just going to be about her getting into the industry. But to know that it goes into this much more personal stuff, I, I think that is important. And then, of course, the, the message is to help somebody who may be going through the same type of stuff. I, I think that's a she def- definitely should be commended on on that. So definitely we'll look out for that. Um, and since you did mention that she went through bipolar, she went through all this stuff, uh, I think we should now jump into another topic. I know this is probably one of the biggest topics that, uh, that we've heard nothing about since, since it's been, since, you know, we had Mauro Ronaldo, who was no longer with WWE, no longer on SmackDown. Uh, he also has some issues, uh, most of which I, I think, uh, I believe that uh, JBL contributed to some of these issues, but obviously the issue I'm talking about is with the bullying and the, all the stuff going on in WWE. I know we all have something to say about this because JBL I, even bullied me. Oh, he did mentally because this shit is pissing me off. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been beating, beating over the head with this guy. I thought you said he was. I thought you were going to say that he blocked you because he's blocked pretty much everyone. I, oh yeah. I haven't checked to see if I've been blocked. Yeah, but if, I'm if only the WWE would block him and just get rid of his ass. I just. Well, okay. So let me let me start by saying this. I would like to say that I am proud to say that I am from Boston, Massachusetts, because I believe Boston, Boston. That's right, the city of champions. Although Celtics, nah, son, they ain't <laughs> oh, no championships this year. But I, let me just say this: I'm proud to be from Boston because I, I know that there was a SmackDown there recently. And a lot of people had a lot of very nasty things to say about JBL in the audience. Uh, so I'm glad they're putting him on blast. Uh, he's, I'm not, he's not from Boston, right? He's, JBL's um, not from Boston. No, JBL's I don't think not so. from Boston. But what it was is just that um, there was a, a Fire Bradshaw chant during that. Oh, yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, um, this issue goes a lot deeper. Uh, as I said, I know we all have something to say about this, so so uh, I'm gonna let you go first, Adam. Uh, this isn't new, you know what I mean. And if you guys remember, Joey Styles punched him in the face, you know, way back. You know, and what was that? I think it was on a plane too. Forget about you know all this stuff of flight attendants, like people fighting on the plane. It's just crazy. Imagine wrestlers and and announcers. That must be nuts. But yeah, I mean, he's always been a bully. You know, I, I, what was that? There was a book that I was reading. I don't remember who it was. It was Mick Foley. It was one of the wrestlers' book. I just remember, and they were talking about some of the assholes in the back, and he was listed as one of the assholes. 
that he was just known for always ribbing guys. And he comes from the old school. A lot of the older guys just like, oh, that's just how it's done. You know, it's the carny way. This is just what you do with new guys. You know, oh, it was also um, Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper talked stories about getting you know, ribbed, and he even did a lot of it. I mean, he did his one. It's not JBL related, but it's still a bully type thing. He was sitting down getting dressed, and the guy was like, hey, young boy, let me tell you about all this stuff. And he's looking at him, and then he went to look down. He said, no, no, look at me, motherfucker, look at me. And he's looking at him, and then I was like, yo, uh, Piper, you want a hot dog? He's like, yeah, I want He went to, don't fucking turn your face. So he's looking at him. So then he's like, just give me a hand. So he lifts up his hand, and the guy puts his fucking dick in his hand. You know, he's like, there you go. And he's like, what the hell? You know what I mean? It's like, they do stupid shit like that. Some people can get offended. But, I mean, that story that uh, this, uh, the announcer guy who wrote in the book about how he took his passport and stuff, that's just... Yeah, you know, Justin Roberts. Justin Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that was just crazy. You know, but the point is that he's been doing this for such a long time, and WWE knows. You know, and the fact that they let it go on, sort of like Dana said, is like they're a bunch of bullies. Then, you know, and this is from a, an organization that created a anti-bully campaign. You know, it's like how are you going to do that? You bunch of hypocrites! You got a bully right here. You know, I think he was even in one of the damn segments. You know, you can't do that. You know, you can't say, all right, all right, cut. And then he looks at the camera guy and just smacks him across the face. You know, it's like, yeah, and I just pissed on my hand and walk away. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck is going on? You know, so I don't think anything's going to happen. But like I said, off air, he must have some dirt on Vince. He must have something that they know because Vince doesn't tolerate any kind of shit. We talked about the Titus and Titus just grabbing him to pull him aside, you know, going back like, you touch me. Oh, that's it. You're suspended. You know what I mean? He gets hot over the littlest thing. And now you got this guy who's just straight up. You heard the the Lillian Garcia thing that just came out. Yeah, I heard about that earlier today. Yeah. And that is he bullied her. So he just doesn't give a shit. He'll bully anybody he wants. And then, of course, you know, Morano and all that shit that's happening. You know, and it's it's sad. It's sad that he's still there when so many other good people are not. You know, and so that's why I feel he's definitely got something on Vince. There's got to be something. Because, I mean, even... Why why is he still there? You know, and I, I remember... What was it? Uh, it was a few years ago that uh, we found out that he was a master mastermind in stock market remember he made millions of dollars he fixed his gaps and he did all that shit you know he lives on an island in barbados or something like that you know but it's what does he does he own a large share of stocks what what is his connection with the company that they have to keep him you know in fact what's the reason that they have to keep him on, on the camera then fine take him off put him in the back but why does he have to be there besides the fact that he's vince He's the mouthpiece for Vince. Vince is, you know, funneling through in the head headpiece. So whatever funnels out of his mouth, that's coming from Vince. That's Vince talking. So we know he's the mouthpiece, but anybody could be the mouthpiece. Why does JBL have to be there? You know, and they're all about getting rid of bad press. Remember, they always suspend people, bad press, bad press. Well, you got horrible press right here. You're going to leave him? If the, if the stories keep coming out, they're going to have no choice. But to finally cut the ties, I remember. <clears throat> actually, before I go into this part, I remember that with JBL, that you know he had the whole the whole show on Fox News or whatever. Yeah. And I think that that he got cut off from that after he did the whole Nazi salute in Germany um, during a show out there. Um, Fox got cut ties with him for that. But we already know JBL's a moron. 
uh, when it comes to things like that. But um, yeah, I I think it's it's the you know it, it's really like it's it sucks saying it sucks to to admit this as someone who's a wrestling fan and who watches WWE and gives money to WWE. But they're a company of bullies. JBL, yeah, is totally, yeah, he's like a, he's a mouthpiece to Vince, as you said. But don't forget, there was also Bill DeMott, who was a bully down in developmental. Yeah. They kept him forever until they had no choice but to cut him. And, you know, um, trying to think of there was another example of someone that they. Yeah, there is another um, one. Yeah, what's that? Vince McMahon. Well, Vince, yeah, well, Vince, <laughs> I, I have a story about that that I heard that, um, that uh, one time Vince McMahon purposely bumped into Zack Ryder in the hallway. This was like, I I don't remember if it was like during Ryder's run with the U.S. title or shortly after when he started to get buried. But there was a story that Ryder, you know, that he bumped into Vince and Vince McMahon was like, yeah, what are you going like, to do about it? And Ryder just backed off and, and did nothing. Actually, it might not have been right. It might have been Chris Axel. It was one of those two. But there's a whole thing where Vince will bully people. And if they stand up to him, he actually respects them for that. But he sees that if you, if, 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 if he picks on you and you don't respond to it, then he thinks that, oh, like you're, you're just a wimp and doesn't respect you for it. For whatever reason, Vince seems to have that kind of like that, that bully mentality. And we've seen that with, with JBL, seen it with Bill DeMott, um, Triple H. He, he bullied, um, Ricardo Rodriguez, uh, yeah. while, while, while he was there. Called him the Bumblebee, you know, from the, the Simpsons or whatever. Uh, all, all kinds of shit like that. And, and I also remember the story of, uh, when we, we mentioned Lillian Garcia. Triple H calling, like, referring to Lillian Garcia as a horse face. So, you know, and Triple H is one of the guys at the very top of the organization. So, you know, you know, Vince McMahon and Triple H, you know, and even, you know, some of JBL's career, you know, I respect what they've done, but as far as the bullying thing, it's not cool. And it's, it's a really prevalent thing, unfortunately, within the organization. It's why guys like JBL, continue to have such a long leash absolutely correct and uh, go, 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 go ahead Dana I just want to say that it's a culture you cannot pinpoint anything and say it's Vince it is a culture of which these people all came from that same environment and if you look there is more than just you know, somebody bullying someone and stealing their, their, their passport. There is a long history that you have with Michael P.S. Hayes running around and calling people racial slurs. Yeah. I remember that. You actually talked about that. Yeah. Right. Reports where they had the, um, an Indian, I think it was like an Indian writer who was called the, uh, Sam N word. You can fill in the blank there. There are reports of also with Michael P.S. Hayes going after um, Rosa. There also, there are so many reports. And even if you look at the wrestling itself, remember the time when they made fun of 
um, Jim Ross's cerebral palsy. Yeah. 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 So this is a history where they have taken this into skits, put stuff from backstage and made skits. Even if you was to go as far back as the Nation of Domination when they did with D- DX. So this is not something that is going to end. This is not something that's going to go away. Why was Pat Patterson, you know, not, you know, suspended or fired for his allegations of basically, you know, going after the male wrestlers in a sexual, unwanted way? So, (coughs) sorry, pretend that this is something new. It's not. It's something that people are being more vocal about. But this like is a long It's my ass club. Remember that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they must have did something wrong in order to have to get humiliated that way. Sitting down and literally kissing the guy's butt cheek on live TV. Exactly. So this is something that they have gotten better with only because times have changed. So you can't exactly have, you know, that the, the kiss my ass club now today because things are different with society you have to have female wrestlers actually wrestling and not being sex objects only or anything else remember bill and chuck billy and chuck with that whole gay thing you can't do that today so this is a long-standing history that's not going serious adjustments are going to be made and this is an actual mentality so this is something that off swept everything under the rug JBL is still there, and I don't think it's because he has something on Vince. I just think that they are just from that same culture. And you have someone who had mental illness that they knew had mental illness, and you bully him. My question is, what would have happened if he committed suicide? Would they have swept stuff under the rug like they do their CTE? Yeah. With the whole Ben Watson? They're known for paying people off and just keeping everyone quiet. So to me, everyone's like being real shocked about this. I'm confused as to where this is coming from. I think, I think so they will. Hold on. Hey, hey, well, I, I, you know, I, I think uh, the fact that it got to the point where it did impact uh, Maro, I think that's what really made people uh, even even more angry because uh, this guy is a, is, a, is a pretty is a great great announcer, in my opinion. You know, obviously, you know, I'm not gonna make a comparison between him and Jim Ross because I think Jim Ross is a legend. My issue with that, though, real quick, because you brought him up, is who yeah. came out? Who released information about him being bipolar? That's a good question because I, he, I know he didn't come out and say, "Oh, by the way, I'm out because I'm bipolar and I'm dealing with a mental breakdown." He did not well, say that. Well, he didn't say that, but he did say on his Twitter account his doctor told him not to to come on, but they didn't really elaborate beyond. Yeah, that could be a, that could be a head cold. You know what I mean? That could be you know, <laughs> step the road. You know, that could be a point. That doesn't mean a mental breakdown you know, because of bipolar. But I remember that coming out, and I'm like, who released that? You know, why would question. they bring that shit up? You know, and I wonder if that was something that was talked about, and maybe that was something that uh, JBL did bully him on because we know it was for the bullying. We definitely yeah. know it's for a boy. Oh, it was definitely, yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I, I'm not sure how that information got out there. I've heard some people said that the information was out there from all the work that he's done elsewhere, but still, I, I don't know who who put it out there. No, he yeah. thinks 
interview where he said that he has bipolar disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean the fact that they said that this is the reason why he wasn't on TV. They were saying he was having a, a bipolar episode. Uh, you know? And I'm like, I... They use that as an excuse. Yeah, yeah. I honestly think they use that as a crutch and an excuse because nobody knew where he was at and he wasn't answering anyone's phone calls. So they just said, oh, it was something based on mental illness. So that's how I think everybody thought that they was going to cover themselves. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, they didn't think that it would come out with the whole bullying situation. So that's belief. Exactly. So uh, one thing I did want to add, though, about what I was saying... Uh, I believe that what you said, Dana, about it being a culture, 100% accurate, uh, because not only do we have the past examples to work from, but we have the present examples as well. And the fact that you have this authority team on Raw and how they treat every wrestler. Well, not Brock Lesnar. They don't do this to Brock Lesnar and all the other stars like Goldberg. But yeah, all the other wrestlers. Stars that they know they can genuinely kill them. You come after Brock Lesnar and call him yeah. names. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, Somebody comes after Brock Lesnar. No, that's not happening. They take these. They take characters. I mean, these people who they know that they can bully. Not saying that they're weak or anything. People have different personalities. We're not going to sit around and punch you in the face after you say something. It's a culture where you do want to belong into, and there is a hazing process that goes through with anything. Anything from sports to high school to, I don't know, an art class. There's some form of hazing. And they do want to belong, and you do want to re- be a part of that family. Essentially, you're leaving your own family to be a part of this family. But they take things way too far, and it's been reported. And well, so yeah, they are- I wonder if it's passing on to the younger generation, because I'm hearing that the back isn't that way. I mean, it's not carrying over. It's not being passed down. So I no, wonder if yeah. it's... I seriously doubt it because if you ever heard of the people who are doing the bullying, they're from a certain generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah the older dudes. Right, you're not seeing um, um, James Elworth sitting around teasing people. Not even AJ Styles. <laughs> I don't even think that's AJ. Yeah, that's not even AJ Styles. And even if they came out, they pick people that they know that they can bully. AJ Styles, I seriously doubt if they're going to be around to you know allow himself to be bullied. Well, I, I, well, you know, I, I think, you know, what you said before about people who, uh, you know, they are tested and then they are proven that they can stand up to Vince. I, I think that possibly Vince had certain thoughts about AJ Styles when he first came in. They were like, well, this guy is not a big deal. But yet, I think he proved everybody wrong that did think that he wasn't going to do anything with his WWE career. So I, I don't think they would test AJ Styles now um, for that reason. But, uh, and I think there's a certain level of respect that they already come in with. Yeah. I mean, he got, from what the way AJ describes it, he got the money he wanted. He didn't settle. You know, I man, it wasn't like, yeah, all right, give me whatever. I want to go to WWE. I want my WrestleMania moment. Like, they they really said, all right, what do you want? And this, if that's what you want, that's what you get. That's why he got to keep his name. He got to keep his catchphrase. He got to keep his finisher. But that came with some catches. Because now they have him We're going to get into that in a minute But of course, you know, you got the match with him and Shane At Wrestlemania, and it was not a bad match yeah, Just no. that he needed a better opponent I thought Yeah. Uh, you mean a wrestler, he needed a wrestler <laughs> you know? yeah, There you go, yeah, a wrestler you No wrestler No yeah. wrestler yeah. It, was, it was the best match In Wrestlemania at, at, When all was said is done But 
you know, it just seemed like a downgrade from facing Jericho the year before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 100% agree with that. <clears throat> but, you know, um, yeah, I have to agree with the general consensus. I really don't think this uh, bully thing is going to change as long as, you know, people like uh, JBL are still around. Um, you know, I, I was surprised when the Lillian Garcia story came out. I, I'm very curious to see if any other stories are going to come out now that this is out there. Because it seems like WWE is trying to ignore it. They're not really trying to, you know, if you notice, if you've been watching SmackDown, JBL is trying to come off a little bit nicer now with the commentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they want to make him a baby face now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, they're, they're trying to, you know, forget about this stuff. But I, I think, uh, you know, if it keeps if stuff keeps happening, then, you know, it's going to be harder to just throw that by the side and forget about it. Um, but we'll see. Uh, any final thoughts on this topic before we move on to the next yeah, he, he needs to go. That's all. Delete, delete, delete. That's that's going to be the new thing. I want you to just say that every time he comes down. <laughs> yeah, they they can they, they they probably will once their gimmick is uh finally completely in, in in there. We'll see. All right, so it's time to shake things up. So you know, as you guys said earlier. You think the superstar shakeup was a complete disaster? Uh, I will have to say that I agree with a lot of things, uh, you know. But I wanted to hold back first. Uh, first, I want to let you tell me uh, what you did not like about the shakeup. Uh, first, Ricky. Okay. Well, from the very beginning, I didn't like it because Dean Ambrose went to Raw, and SmackDown is my show. And Ambrose is my guy. And so I did not like that move at all. And um, the only thing that the only thing that has me a little suspect is that they didn't move any of the other Shield guys out of Raw to SmackDown. They all stayed on Raw. So that's probably going to set up for some kind of reunion. Uh, you know, a temporary one, but for some kind of reunion in the coming year. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't really like that. I felt baby that, face. Uh, now, uh, Reigns, because uh, that's what I saw it as. I was like, well, the other two guys are baby faces, and maybe they feel well if he could have his own little crew of baby faces, and he could be the leader. Maybe that could help him give the push. Like, hey, you know, Rollins likes him, and Dean likes him, like him too. Well, I mean, it's the only time that Roman Reigns gets pops is when. The yep. shield are together, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I feel like the way to go with those guys is to have and maybe do this sometime down the line. Have each of them have their own faction, you know, be the leader of their own kind of group. But um, that's probably a topic for another time. Uh, I didn't like Ambrose going to Raw. I didn't like the fact that Emma. Um, didn't go to SmackDown. She stayed on Raw. Um, I I did like Kevin Owens going to SmackDown as well as Sami Zayn. Thought that was nice. Oh yeah, I also didn't like Miz going to Raw because I felt like Miz was the was yeah, arguably he, into his own there. he was arguably the MVP of SmackDown. You know, along with AJ Styles. 
Um, and he's not going to have Talking Smack anymore to entertain us and have that platform. So it's going to be a little different. Um, but, you know, we got KO um, now working Talking Smack. So maybe this is his chance to really add some shine to his career uh, over there. But generally, I don't know, man. Like, like oh, like SmackDown, now they have Primo and Epico. Now it's a big shakeup, you know. Oh, oh but man. they didn't get Enzo and Cass. It's, it's, I, I, I still think they're going to break them up. I think they're going to break them up. Enzo and Cass? Yeah, they're going to do something. I mean, Enzo, I mean, he's he's constantly seen as the weak link. I mean, they don't ever have him doing anything but taking bumps. Losing. You know, Losing yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, when your partner is throwing you off the top to make it look like you're com- doing some damage, things aren't working out for you. You know what I mean? It's like you you can't even get over. Your finisher is not even your finisher. It's your boy's finisher throwing you. You know, so it's it's sad, you know? So he should really just be a manager, you know? But I think they feel that Kaz just can't hold his own yet. You know, he's not that great on the mic. And yeah, he's a big man and people sort of cheer for him. But are they cheering for him or are they cheering for Enzo to come out? And then now Enzo's getting booed in some places. You know, and I think maybe people are just tired of the gimmick. Who knows? But, you know, he, he's one of those little guys that, you know, is just a big talker. Because they, they don't ever have him doing anything. Even in, uh, I'm trying to remember. Does he even do solo matches? I know Kaz does. Once in a while, he had something with uh, Rusev. Yeah, he lost. Well, he match. wasn't going to win that. That's what I mean. Like, I don't remember the last time he's ever won a match. Like, no. He should change his name. Enzo Dreamer. You know? And, like, <laughs> that's it. Because, like, yo, you're not here to win. You're not here to even help. Think about it. Even if somebody beats him, it's not even helping that guy get over. Like, everybody beats him. You know? I mean, James Ellsworth has more wins than he does. Well, well and that's know, true. You know, oh, Yeah. Maybe they'll send him to 205 Live. So he, can he can't hang there. He can't <laughs> hang there. He needs a big man to throw him from the top. He can't even jump from the top. Oh, man. That's horrible. Well, I hope he ain't watching this. I uh, hope he never watches this uh, podcast. Oh, I'm sure he's hot. I'm sure he's pissed about it, you know? And then he would look at us and like, what do we have over here? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you got a bunch of haters. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I... I love his, uh, I love his uh, mic ability. Yeah, yeah, um, he could be a manager, easy. Very much so. He would be a great mouthpiece. Uh, mm. His in-ring uh, stuff, it's just never going to happen with him, I don't think. Um, and yeah, I think they do keep him together because they want big cast to be cheered. And I remember when um, when Enzo had that uh, concussion scare, and it was just big cast. You'd hear the music, and the crowd would pop. And then it would just be big cast, and then the the the, the cheering kind of went down a little bit because they were hoping that Enzo would come out too and you know do all the talking because he's really probably the most entertaining part of that whole. Act. I went to a, a SmackDown after that, right? And Kaz came out and he was going against. He was doing handicap matches, so that, I guess that was their way of trying to make him look strong. Still, it was like, look, he's doing handicap. So if he's beating two guys, if he's doing the tag team thing by himself, me, you know, and so, you know, so it's like, what, what was the point of that? In fairness, oh. it was a handicap match against the Vaude Villains, 
which may as well just be a regular one-on-one match. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this dude got fired. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Uh, Simon Gosh. I was like, that was under the radar, too. Yeah, yeah, that's because of, yeah, that was, that was coming. He got he got too many too many too many fights. Well Sinkara has problems with a lot of people too, but you know, I, I think yeah. I mean you heard that story where was it he that he bit Jericho or something yeah. like that? He bit his finger or some shit. Yeah, and Jericho had that mask on Raw when he interfered in that match with uh, Seth Rollins. So uh yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, so I don't know. There's so much shit that goes on there. Too much. Well, let, let me go ahead and talk about what I thought, what I did not like about the superstar shakeup. I, I do have to agree with Ricky. I did not like the fact that Ambrose uh, went there. I definitely did not like the fact Miz went there. But I think the more, ins- the most insulting thing is the fact they bring these guys over there and then they have them feud with each other. I did not. I don't. I don't understand that at all. Uh, because, you know, Raw has a, a quite a bit of people, you know, yeah. Finn Balor, et cetera. Now you have Bray Wyatt. So I don't understand why those two had to have a feud in particular. That could have been done on SmackDown. What was the point yeah, of bringing them over? Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It, it already was done on SmackDown. So, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. They maybe they feel like nobody has that. It was like, Vince, uh, you know it, it airs on the same network now. What? I didn't know. It's not sci-fi. <laughs> they saw this shit. You didn't tell me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Think about that. It's just oh. yeah. So I, 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 I didn't like that. You know, it, it feels to me. I have to agree. Uh, Miz was the MVP of SmackDown because uh, you know he was working off the relationship with Daniel Bryan, the back and forth on talking smack, that that type of stuff. You know, and he sounded like he he elevated himself to a new level. And I feel now that you put him on the show with all this other star power, uh, I don't think he's going to get the shine quite as much. Uh, and then to go back to Ambrose, you know, Ambrose is the champion for now, but you already know that's going to change. And when you have people like Braun Strowman just tearing tearing up, uh, tearing through uh, the roster like he was doing before, it's only a matter of time before he gets his hands on, on Ambrose, and Ricky will not have a good time when he sees that happen. Because <laughs> it, oh. it is going to happen. It's going to yeah. be like the Brock situation. Remember that whole thing? Like, and exactly. he even said yeah. it. Dean said it, and I think that was another thing they didn't want to hear. Like, I already know. Remember when Dean did that promo? Like, I know what he's going to do. He's going to suplex me a bunch of times, you know, and he's going to hurt me. And so that's just the way it's going to be. It's like some. <laughs> why should we watch this shit? <laughs> Well, going back to the shield for a second, it's a thing of Roman Reigns will be able to hang with the likes of Braun Strowman, um, probably even beat him as he did at what was it, Fastlane? I think it was. Yep, Fastlane. And then you have a clean finish. Yep, decisively. And then you have Seth Rollins, who may or may not win against someone like Strowman, but he will definitely come close and hang with him. You know, the same way that he hung with Brock Lesnar when they had their thing, Dean Ambrose will get squashed because he's very much in the eyes, I think, of the company, the weak link of the Shield and the least legitimate of the three. You know, I can't see him beating Braun Strowman one on one. But if you remember, when they were together, the Shield, he was the mouthpiece. Yep. He was the front guy. And, you know, I always saw him, I mean, they didn't have to say it, but I saw him as the leader. Rollins never spoke. 
You know, so I saw him as like he was a weird high flyer guy. And then you had Roman Reigns, who was just a muscle, you know, sharp as a marble, you know, but he could come out and he could like do his spear and Superman punch. I'm like, okay, got that. And then you had the guy who had a little bit of everything, which was Dean. Dean gets very technical. But those listening, look up Dean Ambrose or his alter ego when he was another promo. That guy can do some like Chris Benoit holds. You know, yeah. He's very technical. They just don't have him doing any of that shit. Yeah, how I got to be a fan of him was watching his matches while he was in um, FCW, which was what they had oh, before yeah, NXT. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> he had some great matches with you know Seth Rollins and and even with William Regal. And I've seen some of his John Moxley stuff. Yeah, when John he was Moxley when he was doing FCW. Excellent, excellent mm-hmm. wrestler. Um, yeah. And and of course his best work is as a heel. So you know being in the Shield and working as a heel. He was at the top of his game. Um, and we remember that he was the one of the three who had the little bit of a singles run, being the United States champion and being Kofi Kingston. While that same, yeah. it was an Extreme Rules, same one, it was Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins who were tag team partners and they had the tag belts. So at first, Ambrose was the guy that the company trusted out of the three, but things changed. And, and and you know damn awesome podcast i'm telling you that it was that damn awesome podcast <laughs> yeah. he, i wish if we could turn back time and not have him on that podcast he'd probably still be champ real champ I, what was that what's that i said i agree damn. that was the podcast i've ever seen and heard in my life yeah i, I was well well i i mean i shook my I, head with that Man, I, I I agree to a certain extent, but I I feel like this was this has always been about Roman Reigns, uh, even with the Shield. Um, this is the guy you heard what CM Punk said before, and you know what he said in his little interview when he talked about when he left. They oh, they always kept saying make Roman look strong. So even when they strong. had the Shield, yeah. it, it was all about Reigns. Oh, and speaking of that, you know Cole Cabana is still being sued. Well, why? He's still being sued over there because he was on his podcast uh, <clears throat> just this past week talking about he's still stressing because all right during that and I don't, the reason why I bring this up is because I don't understand how this is even a lawsuit. He, he all right, so CM Punk was on it. We all know that, and he said all this stuff, and he said his shit about having a staff infection and Docs is not giving a shit, and he's like, oh okay, he didn't. He just let him say his piece. Now the WWE that doctor is suing. Cole Cabana for slander and all this stuff. But he didn't say anything. And even if it's his show, it doesn't matter. He didn't bring him on to talk shit. It wasn't like, oh, here's Sam Punk come on my show to talk shit about the doctors in WWE. The guy just started spewing that stuff out on, on his own. So I don't understand how they even have a case. Because if that's the case, every time somebody would show up on any type of talk show and say something, whether it's about a producer, you're going to go after the network? I don't get it. But yeah, he said he's still dealing with that damn court shit, and they're still swearing. And he has an attorney, and he has to spend money on this attorney. Yeah, that's not good. That's crazy. Too much stuff. Uh, go, I was going to go back to Ambrose for one more second before we continue. Is that yeah. One reason why it's important to bring him up is because if we'll have to remember, in the midst of this whole shakeup, that uh, Brock Lesnar is the current Universal Champion, and he's a guy that does very limited appearances, so... Who knows how often that's going to get defended. And that's supposed to be the top belt on Raw. 
So if you take him out of the equation, and let's just assume that the, that, that the Universal Belt's not really attainable for a while until SummerSlam or something like that, that would make the Intercontinental Belt the most important belt on Raw as a default. And so I have to think that Ambrose is going to lose it very soon. It's just a matter of who it's going to be to. Braun Strowman. Oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, well, the thing is, so, I mean, Braun, Braun showed me some athleticism when he did that kick up. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, mind blown. I mean, the man, I was waiting. I heard he can do a frog splash and all this other shit. And that sounds great, but then again, I don't want to see that because I don't want to see him land on his head or pull a Sid <laughs> and break his leg. Every time he got up, up to the top, I was like, don't break your leg. I, I don't know if you guys saw that Sid Vicious that time. Oh, he yeah. That, one, that was the most disgusting shit I've ever seen it, in my it life. It like a can. Yeah, and it was just like twitching. It was, it was like a dead fish. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to see that again. And I kept praying, Braun, don't do something like a leg kick. Don't do a scissor kick. But, I mean, he, he can move for a big man. When he did that double-leg drop kick off the run, like, you could even hear the crowd. The crowd was almost like one of those Japanese shows. Ooh, ah, no one saw that shit coming. Yeah, he's no, made a believer out of me. I mean, I yeah, was a big yeah. skeptic when they were starting to, starting to push him a bit. I'm like, you didn't even see the guy in NXT at all. And they call him up, and it's like, well, okay, because Vince likes big, muscular men and whatever. Well, the drifter, the drifter, the drifter who sucks ass. All of a sudden now, it looks like he's getting the biggest push on Raw. You know, did you see him showing up in everyone's promo, walking in the hallways, playing his guitar? Yep. Yep. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Why? Because he's a big dude, and he has a look that Vince likes. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So... And that brings um, us to the next thing. Go ahead. Oh, oh, oh wait, what, what's that? Jinder Mahal. Awesome. Well, wait, 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 they love Charlotte. Um, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a matter of time. But the tag division, they, had, they made my boys American Alpha look weak in their loss. Uh, I didn't like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they, they left SmackDown with a lot less. Yes, you have Kevin Owens, but you also have Sami Zayn. Uh, I don't like the fact that they always have to have these guys on the same roster because then they will be tempted to have that match once again, these guys, back and forth. I'm tired of that. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, hey, listen, I'm glad Kevin Owens will, you know, he'll have a chance to, to do something on SmackDown, and, you know, AJ Styles is there. That That's the best thing, that they let AJ stay where he was at. Uh, because, yeah, he is the guy who's been doing the most work on SmackDown. But, um, I feel sorry for Dolph, though. Because, I mean, you know, once they said, all right, Shinsuke's showing up. Um, Dolph, you're going to be working with him. Also, you mean I'm going to be jobbing? <laughs> That's basically what you just told me. You're feeding me this dude. I'm the enhancement talent to show the universe how badass this dude is with his strong style. Yes. And that sucks. I, and, it's, I, you know, I, I feel like he's been there long enough that he deserves more than that, than, than to be the, the guy's stepping stone. 
that's what he is right now. Well, you know what Vince will say? Hey, listen, hey, well, Dolph, I gave you a title match at SummerSlam with Dean Ambrose last year. So now you're going to do whatever I want you to do. <laughs> you know, I mean, he must be, what? There's got to be something more to it. It's, it's, again, it's all that damn backstage politics. He's, he's probably a yes man. He's just oh, happy to be. He yeah. says yes to everything. And I really think that, yeah, he's going to drop to him. He's going to lose every single time. But I think it's a great opportunity for him either way. I mean, Shinsuke is one of the top performers oh, yeah. have. So to have him go against Shinsuke, it's a great opportunity. And it's wonderful TV time. And it's a match that you know, no matter what, well, at least for me, I'm going to always tune into. Yeah. Well, and then hopefully he'll... Produce a great match, and he'll be on one of Shinsuke's best uh, of DVDs because you know he he's never going to get one. So if he wants to be in any kind of best of series, it's going to be in uh, on his behalf. You know, his job into these dudes. Yeah, I have to think that when he uh, re-upped with the WWE like a year or two ago, he had to think that okay, like for all the complaining he did about his place on the card, he had to know that that's as high as it's going to get for him. That that's he's going to be the mid card for life, so he, he's accepting that for the money. You can always go to another place. You go to Ring of Honor or New Japan, get higher up on the card there. But the money just doesn't compare, and I think that's what it comes down to. Really. The only thing I mean, from what we've seen so far, and the pattern is like, go to Japan, go to ROH, become a big star there, and then they'll bring you back for more money. I mean, we're seeing that with what's his name, the the Scottish guy, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, yeah, remember he was the chosen one for a while, and we heard about how Vince loved him, and then I don't know, he just something happened, and then they just let him go. But it's okay, he went to you know the NDC, and then he went to Impact, became a big star, and then now he's back, and I heard they're giving him some good money, you know. So I, I guess you, know, you just got to leave for a little bit. Yeah, uh, that, that that is that is the future NXT champ. Oh yeah, yeah, he, he'll be the one to take it off of Rude, and then Rude will come up, and that's how. Pass it around because they ain't giving it to Chris Hero. <laughs> <laughs> Chris oh, Hero. No. Oh, no. No, no. They're not giving it to Chris Hero. You're right. Um, all right. So, real quick, uh, Adam, what didn't you like about the Superstar shakeup? The fact that it happened. <laughs> that, that's what the whole damn shit should not have happened. You know, oh, man, it just felt wrong. I mean, think about the whole process. I'm not even talking about like story wise. I'm thinking like people just walking out. You know, and get, like, all right, so are you on the show now? Or are you cutting a promo? Why, why are you here? You know, it was at least easier with the draft when they would just pop up and say, oh, so-and-so is on the show now. Like, okay. I, 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 so I, I like to say something real quick about that. Uh, I, I, I did hear that, uh, and I'm not making this up. I heard that Vince now doesn't like the word draft. This is why they call it the superstar shakeup. And this is why they did it that way now. So I don't know what's going on because I also know that WrestleMania, you know, they didn't want to call the actual stadium by what it what it really is. Yeah, what was up with that? Uh, from what I understand, that when WWE had the agreement for to host have WrestleMania host at the stadium, it was still the Citrus Bowl, and I believe that a month later or so, there was an uh, they they sold the rights to Camping World to call it Camping World Stadium. And now since WWE didn't, wasn't part of that agreement, they took it upon themselves to say, okay, 
Well, fuck that. We're not going to acknowledge the Camping World name. It's still the Citrus Bowl because that's what we signed up for. It's kind of a weird thing, but that's that's how that works. Well, I mean, it it, it, it timestamps it, you know, and that name will always be linked to that WrestleMania, you know, and that'll carry off into their DVDs, into the network. I mean, that whoever that company is, that camp, they'll get that promotion constantly. Right. Yeah. WWE's like, well, that's another third party. We're not getting any of that money. So why are we going to promote your shit? Nope. So I get it. But uh, yeah, my thing is, it, I, I didn't like the shakeup. I felt that they took all the great talent from SmackDown. They made it weak. You know, I mean, Bray Wyatt could have flourished there. There's just too much going on on Raw, story-wise. Like, you don't, what do you have now? I mean, there's nothing. I have no interest. I have a buddy of mine who I'm going to SmackDown with, and he's like, yo, I don't want to go now. You know, he's like, yeah. all the guys I want to see are not going to be there. I'm like, well, 205 is there. And he's like, yeah, but that's at the end of the damn show. How about I go to the bar and then I show up when, you know, you just let me know when it starts and then I'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, damn, man. Because, I mean, but it's, he's right. I mean, it's, what's going to happen? Because this is Mike. Oh, he, he got so pissed. He just walked out. He's like, fuck this shit. No, no, no. <laughs> like, this is the thing. All right. So. If Bray Wyatt is doing it now, this is the other shit. I don't know if you know this, but that's not a title match. This House yeah, of Horror. I, I, did, I didn't hear about that. That is not a title match. So then, what's the point of this? Because he's still on Raw, you know, Orton's uh, still on SmackDown. If this match is win or lose, nothing happens. It's not like with uh, the Jericho and uh, uh, Kevin Owens that if Jericho wins, now he goes to SmackDown. You know, but then the thing is, I would, I thought, well, it's going to be flipped. It's going to be flipped that if he shows up, then KO goes back to Raw to, to balance things out. But from what I'm hearing, that's not the case. If Jericho wins, it just means Jericho is now on SmackDown and KO stays on SmackDown. But then that does none of this shit, shit I'm talking about. None of this applies to that match that they're really hyping up. And I don't even think they know where the House of Horrors is. You know, because again, I heard they sent out a poll or yeah. something to people. Like, what would you like to see? And one of them was even like, do you even want it in the arena? So this might be in a delete type of situation. We may not even see this in the ring. It might just be on a big-ass Titantron. So, so, you know, in other words, this match is basically to give Bray Wyatt a win because they didn't have him win. They didn't have to win, and it's just to end that, and that's it. But... I mean, we've seen these weird gimmick matches not work out. Remember, Dean had his psycho, the Asylum, remember? Asylum match, yep. Asylum match, and it was like, what? You got a broom hanging up, a frying pan. It was some silly shit, you know? And if you think about it, that was sort of a ripoff of what Raven had did with his Monsters Ball match. And he had the same shit, things hanging up on top. So whatever. I don't know. It's hard to do gimmick matches. like that. So I don't know what they're going to do, unless maybe they get, like, alligators. You were talking about SmackDown and like going to there and your friend not wanting to go to it. I was in the same boat because 11 days ago, uh, SmackDown was in Boston and I was on the fence about whether I was going to go or not. I even had a freaking shirt. I was ready to go and wear it. And um, I ultimately decided not to go. And I went home after work and watched the show on TV. And at the end of the show, I had no regrets about not going. That's just how it is right now. And then that was it. I was like, shit, we already paid. We got the tickets. We got some great seats. I'm like, let's just go. And it is what it is. But now we know, you know, and if they come back again, there's no point <laughs> in going. I mean, 
Ah, it's sad, but what can you do? But anyway, I mean, that shakeup shouldn't have happened, at least not in that way. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I what they do with Nakamura if he gets more involved. Yeah, but even when if he does, like I still don't know. I, I the way the WWE main roster product is, it's, we know the formula. It's like you start a feud, you get interviewed constantly in the back, and then you come out. He's not big into talking. You know, I mean, so how are they going to get him over if he doesn't have a manager? You know, look, I see what you love, but it's true. How are they going to get him over? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't see him growing if he doesn't have a mouthpiece. You know, I mean, there's only been so far, I think only one wrestler that, because even Braun now, Braun, they fucking have him doing interviews in the ring. I couldn't believe that shit. You know, so they're, they're, they're trusting the big man to talk. But there's only one guy that I think that ever got over, and he was still winning matches, got a title, and they never bothered with any of that shit. And that was Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam, remember they were giving the mic, you have anything to say about this? You look at the camera, R-V-V, and then he just walk out, you know, and they're like, okay, and that was it, and they knew, he had, that was his yes champ, you know, and he had it, and he didn't have to worry about it, but Shinsuke, I mean, look at the track record of Japanese wrestlers in WWE, it's not good, and they've had some big talent, and they just, you know, it goes all the way down, I mean, hell, they even had Tajiri, you know, Japanese buzzsaw, and they still couldn't do anything with him. Meanwhile, he didn't talk at all over an ECW, and he was a huge star. You know, and yeah, now he's back in 205. I still haven't seen him. What happened? Did he get hurt? Again? I don't <laughs> I think he retired. I think that he had like one more match and then retired or something. Because like remember, they, they, they announced that he was coming back full time, that he uh, healed up from his injury and he's come back full time, and they did little promos, just like during the Emma time, and then it's like, they cut it. So, yeah. I don't know. In fact, I'll look on their website to see if they even have them listed anymore. But yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared that it's they're just gonna not do anything with him. You know, and I thought the whole thing of being a Paul Heyman guy, you know, like that meant that he was gonna have a stable, you know, of guys, and that's not the case. This is like this is the Paul Heyman one guy. You know, I only have Brock. So I don't think they're ever going to make him a full-time manager, you know, for all the talent. And I know he said he doesn't want to do multiple shows. You know, he wants to spend time with his family, his kids getting older and stuff. That's why he doesn't want to write. He likes his role. You know, he gets to go home for the week. He does his one show when he's out. Yeah, It's a shame, though, because, like, I, was, I remember thinking about Bobby Heenan and how he had the family, you know, his yeah, the family. family and, stuff. And, and, you know, Heyman could totally do something like that, but I don't know. Maybe in another lifetime. Uh, <coughs> maybe they'll put Enzo. Enzo will talk for Shinsuke. You know what he just told me? Chop, chop, cheap, cheap, cheap. And I'll tell you what that means. It means you getting your ass whooped, yeah, plus strong style. <laughs> I can totally see that. We'll see. All right, hey, hey, Dana. So let us know what you thought about the superstar shakeup. I was bored. I dozed off several times. One thing I want to say, I have no idea what they're doing with Lana, but I hate it already. Those little promos that she's doing, she looks like a cosplaying stripper. It is awful. I give, they give her so much more time than they did Emma. I don't understand what they're trying to do with her, and it's terrible. And I understand that they're trying to have her own career, and she's supposed to be, you know, the next upcoming. That's why they separated her with Rusev. But you have to make us care about a wrestler. First, and I, 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 she bores me. Charlotte Flair, 
Yes, it's the best acquisition, but at the same time, she's beaten everybody on the roster to the point where I am bored with her. I like the fact that Tamina is there, but I will say this. Tamina has not been doing anything aside from staring in the corner with some, you know, with an attitude on her face. They need to have her do something. I understand the complications that they have with the father just died and her being a single parent, but that do something or just completely take her off TV. There's no reason for her to be there if she's not going to participate. Um, Kurt Hawkins, I I think that he's very talented, but they're not doing anything with him. And maybe if they keep booking him as like this charismatic jobber, it might work. But for now, it's not. Um, the Miz, obviously, to me, it's, I think it's best anywhere he goes. Um, there, I kind of what they're doing. They had him as like you know stereotypical villain with the turban on. But now they're really pushing him, and I want to see where this goes. But the thing with WWE is. They like you for one week or two weeks, and then they just completely drop you, and you don't go anywhere. Um, what, I, New Day, I'm just waiting for them to see what they're going to do with him. I still, to this day, from day one, I've said this since January, they need to break them up. I am tired of them. SmackDown, it's, the merch. it's all about the merch. They make so much money, though, you know? We make so much money, but that can only be an excuse if nobody is watching the show. You're boring me. Your ratings are going to go down. Yes, yeah. you're able to sell t-shirts to a bunch of kids. I'm not going to buy your merchandise because I'm sick of you. Um, um, the uh, Heath Slater and Rhino going to um, where did they go to? Uh, I'm wrong now. It's wrong. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> Something with them. They haven't, they haven't really seen much with them at all, even when it was on SmackDown. It was just SmackDown for a while. I like those two together. Even with small little promos, do something with them. Um, overall, I was still bored. I really didn't pay attention to how it was going to change the overall dynamic. I think maybe why they took away from the talent from SmackDown is because more people are watching so I think it has to get more with ratings but Smackdown to me is a better written show so I think that even with the lesser talent it'll still be better than Raw so all good points but there is something I have to say. Uh, it doesn't matter what you have to say. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Hey, there's a little bit of an echo, but there's something no, I, I have to say. say. Where is that echo coming from? Ricardo. I got the headphones, man. It's not me. <laughs> Tess. All right, so this is what I'll say. There is something to get excited about. We have a new number one contender. So while <sighs> while the superstar shakeup may not have been fantastic, you guys should be happy to know that we are about to have a new WWE World Champion on SmackDown by the name of Jinder Mahal. So 
I want to ask you all how excited you were when this happened. Because, you know, I, I believe, you know, some people were jumping up, up and down with joy. Um, but, yeah. Ricky, how about you go first? Don't hinder the gender. I'll, I'll say this, that when it first happened, <clears throat> my first response was that it was a load of bullshit. I was like, I... I thought that maybe Luke Harper might win that match and get, you know, get number one contender spot. Um, but, um, you know, they're going with Jinder Mahal and it seems just kind of like you know, a major swerve. And I'm skeptic because this still feels like to me like a, like a placeholder thing of like, we don't want to give Randy Orton a big title defense for this coming, you know, throwaway pay-per-view. So we're just going to have a guy like Jinder Mahal step in and we'll prop him up a little bit and just see how people respond to that. But he'll lose and then he'll be swept under the rug the same way our truth was swept under the rug. I believe it was six years ago against John Cena. Our truth, our truth actually had a title, def- a title match. Uh, Cena was defending it. I think it was a capital punishment or something like that six years ago. That's correct. Crazy. Just a freaking random thing. And I actually also remember during the Attitude Era, there was a brief time when one of my favorite mid-carders, Val Venus, had a sudden main event push. And for one night on Raw, he feuded with Austin. And then they just kind of put the kibosh on that right after. So... I have a lot of skepticism that this Jinder Mahal thing is going to last beyond uh, backlash. I think it, I think that's the pay per view after after payback. But um, I I gotta say I am a little curious to see where it goes. You know how the Bollywood boys are going to be involved in all this, and um, it's just strange to me because normally when you put put a guy in that spot. You give him some marquee wins leading up to it. And Jinder doesn't have any real marquee wins that I can think of. Um, well, wait a second. He has a win. He has a big win. Wait a second. I have to stop you there. Well, hold on. You Huge go first. win. Go, go first, Adam. Why? What's the win? He's Indian. That's the big win. They have a new partnership with some promotion company and then their course at WWE Network over in India. That's the whole point of him and the Bollywood boys getting a rebranding and the whole thing. They want to get that push so that way when they go back out there, look what we have. It's the same thing they did with like Shinsuke and, and Asuka, who's still undefeated. You know, at like 150-something or whatever. You know, And that from what they were saying is that they have a tour coming up for the summer. And they're going out there, and it'll be a big deal if he's a big player or if he's a champ. You know, so I have a feeling he will get that belt at some point. But he's definitely going to be a top player on SmackDown. Okay, I, I have a quick comment to make. So that's a good that's a good explanation, a very good point. But I I do say he does have a win because he knocked out a champion about a few weeks ago, and I think they saw oh well shit this man. No, we need to do something about that. We need to give him a title shot. Mm. Oh, I was so pissed <laughs> when that happened. When you freaking don't mess with it. Finn Balor is one of my boys. Don't freaking give the guy a concussion. He just came back from. I, it's a, that movie. was it's one of those things, you know. It's like, does anyone really plan it? I mean, think think if 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 Goldberg didn't hurt Bret Hart, 
know, think how many other great matches. You know, Brett probably would have never come back to WWE, but still, I mean, that shit happens. No, I mean, I get well, it. Well, just... well, hey, you know what they're going to do now, right? Because he got knocked out, you know, you notice that Finn Balor has not been smiling since he returned. He's been a lot more serious, so now when yeah. he does the heel turn and they have the Balor Club, now you're yeah. going to say, well, I got knocked out. That changed my whole view on how I on how to look at Monday Night Raw. So, how, do you, how do you feel now? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. And then he gets Matt Hardy's gimmick. And then Vince is like, you see, you see what you get when you match with me? I make dreams happen. <laughs> <laughs> he just flips the script. He can do whatever he wants. It's his world. Oh, well, we'll see. Well, so I'll just say this real quick about the gender thing. Yeah, it was very surprising. Um, after we were Ricky right off the bat, you know, I don't really like how you just give someone a title win and there, and there is no momentum building up to this. There's no other matches he's won. He's lost every other match. Um, I think that that's a little ridiculous. Now, I'm assuming that the next matches that he has leading up to this match, he's probably going to win because they have to continue to keep having people think that he actually has a chance in that match against Orton. So, that's fine, I guess, but... Uh, I have to say that I was very annoyed about the fact of how they actually decided who was deserving of that match in the first place. Now, let's go back to the week before when they had the U.S. title match. You had AJ Styles in that match. You had Baron Corbin. Uh, and you had Sami Zayn. Um, okay, that's fine. But now, a week later, and you, we're talking about the world title. I think everybody knows, I mean, listen, let, let's keep it real. I think everyone, about everyone in this room, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people who watch WWE know AJ Styles is the star of SmackDown. This is the, big, the biggest, best talent they have on the show. I'm not trying to throw shade at Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn. They're up there too. But AJ Styles, this is his show. So why is he not competing for the top title? So when I saw that they had that match, this past week and I just didn't understand it you know and then you have this whole storyline where Kevin Owens is telling people well, he is the face of Smackdown because he is the champion it's like they don't it's not really acknowledging that Jinder Mahal if he does win is also now going to be the face of Smackdown and going to say the exact same promo so I don't really understand that because it's like the people who are in the U.S. title picture, they're not even thinking about the world title at all. At least they have made it appear that way on TV. They haven't mentioned nothing about the world title. So I thought that was interesting. I find it interesting that Roman Reigns still says he's the big dog and it's as if he has the gimmick of being a champ when he's not the champ. You know, he makes it seem like you have to beat him. For what? You have nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he was like, this is my, I'm the big dog. This is my yard now. I'm like, because you beat a, a 60 year Come on now. Bullshit. Oh, you don't even have the belt. No, but he does have something. He has Vince McMahon's heart. So, therefore, he can't be touched. He'll, he'll, he'll get beat up like he got beat up by Braun Strowman. But you already know when they have their rematch and payback, we already know how that match is going to end. It, Braun Strowman will not win that match. I'll be surprised if he wins the match. Um, even though they have all this stuff with him now, all this push is leading to eventually a fall at the hands of Roman Reigns. So we'll see. I'd I love, love to be wrong. But uh, going back to SmackDown, um, 
I guess we will see how this thing plays out with Jinder Mahal. I guess, you know, you, you have to be glad that they, they're using him to some degree. You know, this, this guy has been taking steroids. He has a, a ridiculous body now, muscles all over the place. So I guess you have to use that in some capacity. But uh, we'll see. Uh, Adam, what are your thoughts? Were you excited that Jinder Mahal is now the number one contender? Or uh, were you bored with, with, with this whole thing? I just walked away and went and just, like, played Pac-Man or some shit. I was just like, this was the whole damn point. Like, I was like, you know, I, I see it's it's what's good for business, you know, and if it's their business need right now. They want to have someone, you know, of that ethnicity so that when they do that tour, you know, they have interest in it. That was, what's his name's role? Uh, the big giant dude that they had, remember? What was his name? You're talking about, uh, Kali, great Kali, Kali, great Remember, do you remember? I don't know if you ever noticed, but he would get a big push right before they would do those big tours. You know, whether it was mm-hmm. him dancing or they would do that love thing. You know, they would do something to make him relevant on TV, so that way they can use for the little montage. So when he gets out there, they're like, "Oh, look, see, he's a big star in the states." And then once the tour is over, he comes back, and they just push him under the rug. You know, and it's sad, but that's the way it's going to be. And I think they do that for almost all markets. You know, I mean, we've seen it how many times where. Well, when before when William Regal wasn't wrestling, but he would only come out whenever they had a UK tour, and then he would definitely win that match. You know, it's just what they do. You know, but uh, I think also on a personal thing for Vince, he likes big guys. He's big into the gym, and you know, steroids or no steroids, you know, gender is huge, and he likes that. And even in his promos, he's pointing it out. And I know that it's not off the cuff. They're telling him, yeah, say it. Say that you work out hard in the gym and you have an amazing diet. You know, say it. You know, point it out. Look at me. (laughs) You know, look at my physique. I am a winner because I look this way. You know, and that's, that's the whole theme that Vince goes with. That's why big guys are always on top because he's like, go with the obvious. Big guys like that should be on the top. You shouldn't have little guys beating them unless they know Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's a whole other thing. But if they don't know Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, they have no business beating a guy like Braun Strowman or Big Show or any of those. You know, and it sucks, but that's his world. That's how he sees it. I thought I'm surprised AJ even got the push that he did because he's not a big guy. I mean, he's got some he's got some muscle definition on him. AJ does. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing with gender, and is that, uh, and I'm surprised that I didn't really notice this until about the time when uh, gender was ta- like tagging up with uh, Rusev. That I remember when Jinder Mahal first returned to Raw, and he just he looked the same as he did as when he left with 3MB and all that stuff from years back. I took a look recently. So uh, Jinder Mahal's appearances, he had some matches on Raw, um, you know, back in, it was back in August. He had some appearances on Superstars, I think it was like September and October and November. I took, I, lo- I recently took a look back at those and saw how his appearance looked. And from August up until, it was up until November, he looked he looked dramatically different in November. He started. He he lost some of the fat that he had on him. He was more toned. He was starting to grow, grow some muscle, and I think it was really 
once he got to about Royal Rumble time, that he really looked freaking jacked. That people start to notice and say, "Holy shit!" Like this guy's on some steroids now. Um, and another thing I had noticed is that when in those early appearances back in the fall, when he came out, you know, he had the turban and all that, but he had like a shirt that he wore, like this thing that he, like a robe or something, that he always wore in his entrance. It wasn't until he got super jacked around, you know, January that he started coming out shirtless and he, never wearing a shirt ever again. And all, putting on the baby oil and all that shit. That, because that was like, okay, now his physique is at prime form. And you all need to see the, 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 the change that this guy's done. That's why he was getting more time on TV. He was showing up on Raw every week. And um, so it doesn't really, really surprise me all that much that Vince would consider him for a little mini push here um, in that regard. Because he does have respect for guys that have those kinds of physiques but will it matter who the heck knows it's him receiving an award you know it's like see look I'm I'm giving him something for looking this way yep (laughs) Yep. (laughs) well hey look forward to seeing where that goes um we'll know sooner rather than later but yeah backlash I guess that's when we'll finally see him participate in that title match and we'll see how that goes Rich, guys, say one more thing before you continue. I'm sorry that yeah, um, no. about gender is that um, I want to give acknowledgement to my friend Imani. I talked to her recently about this whole gender Mahal thing, and she did point out that when he won that match, you know, he you know, they got the cheat, cheating done with the Bollywood boys, got the pin on Sami Zayn, who a lot of people were pulling to win that match. He had a ton of heel heat from that. And, you know, you saw people in the crowd doing the thumbs down and booing and all that. And it's a rare thing that that heels um, get that kind of response from the fans. Um, I mean, you're getting that from Roman Reigns, but that's X-Pac heat or whatever kind of heat he has now. Um, and he's supposed to be a babyface. General Mahal is very much a heel, but he got such a, 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 a – such a, a – a response like that, that gender does deserve some kind of credit for that. So that's why I'm very interested to see where they're going to go as far as how far this little uh, push goes. But sorry, continue with what you were going to say. Oh, no, that's a good point. I No, I I, I don't have anything else to say. I I just, I'm I'm very curious to see what happens with the, with the push. Um, Dana, did you have anything you wanted to say real quick about this, uh, Gender Mahal business. Oh. Well, no, 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 no reaction. Uh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but no, <laughs> she has no fucks to give about this Gender Mahal. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'd say that it's about time to wrap up this week's show. So uh, you you guys have any final shout-outs that you would like to give? Uh, how about you go first, Adam? Uh, well, about wrestling or just in life in general? Oh, uh, either. Either. Oh, I mean, it's just... 
keep watching, keep looking up online. There's so many great wrestling out there. This is a great time for wrestling. You know, we're seeing some amazing guys out there. If you haven't, go look up uh, that double moonsault from uh, Ricochet. You know, that's, I, I don't know. I think if he should show up in WWE, I don't know if they'll let him do something that crazy. But anything's possible. I mean, they're letting these 205 guys run loose, though. So. Know, but then again, we're seeing a lot of guys get injured. You know, so I don't but uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, you know, I'll look forward to seeing some of you guys tomorrow for the throwdown. We're doing the questions and stuff. So that's pretty much it. You know, just keep uh, living life and enjoying wrestling. Yes. Wait, how about you, Ricky? Any final shout outs? Yeah, um, I do want to um, uh, express my condolences to the, uh, I believe it's the Anoi family, or however you pronounce it, for the death of Rosie. Um, as you know, I'm as Roman Reigns' older brother. Recently passed away. Um, I thought he passed a while ago. That's the thing. It's that, you know, we knew about Umaga passing away, and I had thought yeah. that Rosie had died a while back, but no, it was just recently. Um, so yeah, this is very sad, and uh, yeah, uh, thoughts and prayers to, to all of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm also going to go ahead and echo that sentiment. I know a lot of people, uh, they give Roman Reigns a hard time, but definitely at least have a little sympathy for the family at this time. What caused it? Did they find out? Or? It's a heart condition. Oh, shit. Back to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it runs in the, uh, they have a lot of health problems, I guess. That's, that family, you know, had a lot of issues with oh. that. Well, he's a big. He was a big guy, and of course, you know, he had the, the, you know, the wrestling background, and a lot of these wrestlers, you know, they die of these heart attacks even well after their wrestling career is over because their body just breaks down from all of it. So, I mean, that could have been it. It could have been something unrelated. I don't know, but it's sad because he was he was pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. Yes, we'll send our condolences. Um, I think I'd like to thank everybody for checking out this week's show. Uh, we definitely will be back next week to talk a little bit about uh, payback. Hopefully, it's actually good. I don't know because I have not enjoyed Raw as of late. But uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you all for watching. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Later.